Welcome to Food and Loathing, a little behind-the-scenes glimpse into the way some Las Vegas food writers, chefs, and restaurateurs spend their days eating, drinking, thinking, and conversing with each other. (laughs) I like to think that if you were a fly on the wall in a restaurant, well, I mean, you probably wouldn't hear about that restaurant on this show because we generally eat at restaurants without insect yeah. infestation. <laughs> but, but enough about Gillies. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, men, are we going to be in trouble with the Redneck Mafia now? What are you saying there, man? It's, uh, but if you were a fly in one of our cars on the way home yeah. from our hanging out at a restaurant, trapped in there because even in September, I don't open the window for fear of that outdoor heat. No, in kidding. Yeah. Vegas, no kidding. You, my little fly friend, would be overhearing conversations <laughs> just like the ones we do right here. Of course, good conversation requires more than one participant, and I am lucky to be joined here every week by my co-host. She's one of the admins for the Please Send Noodles, three exclamation points, cooking group. (laughs) Find that on Facebook with three exclamation points. She's also the creator of the Wishbone and Vine food blog and a food writer for offthestrip.com. Lots of other things going on, but you already know that I must only be speaking about the inimitable Samantha Gemini Stevens. Gemini, how are you? I am fantastic. Inimitable. I love Love it. I'm so happy to be back with you. (laughs) I'm happy you're back. It's good. I was listening to him on my way back from Nashville, listening to the episode. Yeah. You guys have no use for me whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No. You can do the whole thing. I would hardly say that. Of all the episodes we've done, that was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite an episode. I learned a lot. I learned, actually, yeah, I learned many things listening. I'm like, find out what's going on in my own backyard. And. You also hear him in the background. The fact that you're listening to this podcast at all is a testament to the man sitting right next to me. You know him for his love of fast food, junk food, and home cooking tips, and we love those as well. But he's also the guy who engineers the podcast, mixing it down, tweaking the sound, and editing out my screw-ups, which are voluminous most (laughs) weeks. How are you today, Mr. Rich Johnson? As usual, old, fat, broke, divorced, and ready for action. Man, swipe right for me, baby. Right? <laughs> Got that working. That's not working out, though. If it sounded loud here for you, we're coming to you this episode from one of the most eagerly awaited off-strip restaurants of 2023. I'm talking about Fine Company in downtown Summerlin, where we're going to be joined shortly by Chef Roy Elmar and hopefully taste a little bit of the food because I haven't been in here yet. Have you guys yeah, been in here? No, no, no I no, keep no. making plans and things keep getting in the way. No, it's looking beautiful and um, I'm excited. I'm looking at, over the menu. Hopefully Chef Roy will bring us out some food, but more on that when he's ready. We, we're just like set up, you know, we come between, sort of, we try to do these things between lunch and dinner yeah. so there's no, you know, rush that we're not intruding on a restaurant at the Absolutely. busiest time. That did not work today. This they place are is busy. Hopping yes, on, I love it. What is this, a Wednesday at 2 in the afternoon? <laughs> right. Which yeah. is not exactly like prime restaurant hours no, usually but here in downtown Summerlin. this place has got it going on. Yeah, they are crushing it. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to um, chat more with Chef Roy when he joins us momentarily. Uh, but first, you know what we do at the top of the show. We like to talk about where we've been eating, where we've been drinking, what we've liked, what we have maybe have not liked so much. Really just give you a glimpse into um, how things work when you're us and all you do is eat in this incredible <laughs> town. So, Gemini, that's, um, why don't you start? Ladies sure, first. Where sure. have you been eating since I, while oh, I've been away? Well, a couple of new things for me, but one, one standby favorite, and I always have to mention them because it's a common local repeat for me. I went back to Shanghai Taste in the Shanghai Plaza on Spring Mountain. 
Uh, I've required soup dumplings, soup dumplings in my life and their fish wonton soup, two of my choices every time. And I cannot say enough how much I love those soup dumplings that contain the crab and the egg yolk Ooh. to go with the soup. It's just a little bit more rich, a little bit more savory, and you only need to order one thing, and you've got this whole meal. So that was great. I didn't have to order a table full of food to get to get my uh, fix, so that was fantastic for me. And if we go back to these places all the time, it's because they're that fucking good. Exactly. Yes. I don't know if you guys are anything like me, but I have so little time to go out to places I choose. Yeah. Where I go is where I have to go. Yeah. It's job related. And that, you know, if you hear that we're going back to places over <laughs> and over again, it's because they're fucking it's good. It's because they're damn delicious. And we want to give you, um, yes. we're able to tell you more about digging deep into yeah. the menu when that happens. So um, a new one for me was Ramen Boys on Decatur and Twain. Um, I kept seeing Chef Lanny Chin of La Neta and Mas Por Favor talking about this place on social media. I've asked him about his posts before, and he says it's one of his favorites in town, so of course I had to give it a try. Um, I had a huge ramen craving, so I ordered their truffled ramen, and it was fantastic. Not overly truffled. It didn't taste of oil like a lot of them do. Um, it was earthy, umami, and rich, but not so much that you don't want to eat every damn bite, because I did. So um, give me a couple a couple details on that. Do they actually shave any truffles? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. There's some some shaved truffle in that broth. and um, What's the cost on that? Do you uh, know? I mean, just ball, ball uh, Roughly, it was about $17 before you added start start adding stuff to it, mm -hmm. $17 to $18. Okay. So pretty typical for Las Vegas right now. Yeah. Um, it's when you get into adding in the things. So um, they're very limited in what they add to their ramen to start. Mm -hmm. So I had to order the marinated eggs separately and a couple of other things. But it made for a fantastic bowl. Um, and their marinated eggs, I've got to say, probably one of the best ones I've had in a long time. Really perfectly seasoned on the outside, super custardy on the inside. Um, the last few I've had at other places that I will let them remain nameless for now yeah. unless it happens again um, were really hard like boiled eggs and these were really soft really went well with um, the noodle the mushrooms the soup um, so yeah really really uh, loved the ramen boys and again that's down on Decatur and Twain cool check it out Ramen, uh, always a good bargain always. meal. Always. It know? really is. Although when you add truffles, I think. Well, you start adding <laughs> stuff to it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Founders Coffee on Durango down by Sunset near Ikea. I had an appointment down there last week. I do a lot of meetings in that place. Yeah, and I had never been, and people keep telling me, you got to go, you got to try these coffees. Well, I was not doing caffeine for a few days before some testing, so I paired my breakfast with water. Because uh, I'm not a huge juice fan or anything like that. Um, so I got the, or we got, the Deluxe Lox Toast, and we added bacon. Um, and we got a breakfast croissant. Now, the toast is huge, and it's delicious, and you really just need that. We did not need the croissant, even between two of us. Um, I wish the burrata edition was a little bit more. I think it could have done to, it was just a little shaving of burrata mm, versus yeah. like a small ball How or something. How do you shave burrata? Very carefully. <laughs> you cut that outside off. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but what I really liked about it is anywhere that does specialty toast, I am so sick of trying to pick it up and eat it. I don't need to fork and knife this kind of stuff. I want to be able to pick it up, take a bite, get everything in that bite. And a lot of them fall apart. This did not. It was charred and toasted perfectly. It held up throughout the entire meal. Um, so kudos to them on knowing how to do that properly. Good for them. 
Uh, really enjoyed that. And then we also had a breakfast croissant. The croissant itself is huge as the bread part, but it's not overfilled. So you don't feel too stuffed if you're going to eat the whole thing. Again, we're splitting things. Right. Um, and it's egg and bacon and cheese. We added a little chive cream cheese and some avocado to it. It was a really well-rounded little sandwich. And they weren't expensive. I think that maybe for the two things, my water and some coffee and juice on the other side of the table was maybe 30 bucks or something like that. Cool. Not bad for a, a filling breakfast. So definitely we'll go back there and next time try the coffee. Public so service announcement. There's a dispensary two doors down from that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there I'd is. Share that information. There yeah. is. Um, and then last night, you know, we mentioned please send noodles at the beginning. And I'm super excited. We had a cookbook cook. We have, I can't even say this five times fast, our cookbook cooking club get together. And we had about 30 people over to the house. We were live fire cooking all kinds of different asada from the book we've been reading. And we had a demo and tasting from Chef Mariana Alvarado from Masa Azul. She came out, yeah, I love Chef showed wow. everybody how to roast the vegetables properly. She marinated the meat, did everything right there over an open fire pit in the backyard. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a really great get together. People were super creative picking their recipes from the book so we had side dishes and meats and salsas and desserts so your house is the place to hang out it is it really oh, is. you're gonna be there this weekend right i just wanted to make sure i was still invited absolutely. i don't know if i got myself kicked <laughs> off <on the laughs> <invite> this. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah last night was the was the small version of getting ready for saturday so if you are interested in some of these events that we're doing, again, like Al said at the beginning, you can find us on Facebook at Please Send Noodles with three exclamation marks. Are you starting to regret that three exclamation point thing now that it, like, it uh, just has become you know part of I'm your not, spiel? Because it's just, yeah, it's, now it's just a normal part of the spiel. Uh, um, and if you want to find us on Instagram, if that's your thing, it's PSN Book Club LV. I'm glad that's you're not regretting simple. it because like, I always feel like some people like, you get this idea for branding and it sounds great and then like yeah. then you're suddenly known as the hotel yeah. and you realize nobody can find your nobody fucking place nobody can find you you know or, or eat I mean I love Natalie as much as the next you know, as, yeah. as much as anybody in this town loves her um, but you know you name your restaurant yeah. eat it just makes it really <laughs> fucking hard to find the restaurant is a verb huh yes <laughs> Uh, Rich, what about you, my brother? Uh, pretty eating? pretty boring stuff, as usual. Uh, this week's breakfast, something new at an old favorite, good old Lucky Penny at Red Rock. Instead of the always excellent bacon and eggs, I went for sausage and eggs. Well, actually, the breakfast sandwich, uh, which is sausage, eggs, cheese on a massive English muffin. It's like five inches in diameter. That's huge. I know. Very good. I could do about half of it. I like I'd a woman who left. says five inches is huge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said it. I uh, thought it. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm the one who's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Always excellent hash browns up there. I did not finish it. I, I brought it home. Uh, one non-food development up there. It's always been tough to get a cell phone signal back at that restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but 5G solved that. I got four bars back there now. There you go. So I don't have to go to the uh, station uh, Red Rock Wi-Fi, which, you know, it's always fine, but I'm always a little nervous about going to other people's Wi-Fi yeah. if I don't have to. And 5G has really helped that. Um, I was going to say, if you're at, whenever I go to Lucky Penny, or actually whenever I'm in Red Rock, if, if I don't already have plans for dinner that night, I like to get a dessert at Lucky Penny. Yeah. They've got really good desserts mm. for takeout, whether it's just their plain old cookies, which are great, yeah. or the, the, you know, the little yeah. decadent, you know, fresh Yeah, and they got, you know, 
actual maple bars and donuts up front. I don't know where they get them if they make them in-house. I don't think they would sell enough to make in-house, but, you know, they're there. Yeah, they've, they're they've got a bakery in, in the yeah. station yeah. in, in um, Green, or Red Rock, yeah, I believe. for yeah. the whole facility. For the whole facility. I'll have to but go check it out. It's been a while since I've been my, there. Here's my mixed review here. I love Marche Bacchus. We all love Marche Bacchus. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the special uh, for lunch the other day, a turkey sandwich with the caramelized onions, the cranberries, the mayo, and more, and it was wonderful. And then a, a little twist on specials, you get either a starter or a dessert. Okay. We, had, we had Bradley Ogden on about two weeks ago talking about yeah. that, yeah. if you recall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, because I'm old and stupid. Uh, you may not have been there that <laughs> week. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently you don't listen when you're not here. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so I chose to start with a Caesar and obviously house-made uh, dressing, and it was wonderful. I was disappointed in the frites or you know the French fries, extruded French fries, not cut potatoes. Yeah, they were kind of tough. They were not very hot because obviously they'd been sitting under the lamp for a while, and you know you can't really <laughs> luck of the draw on that. But an extruded freezer fry at Marche Bacchus just does not seem right. I, I'm, I can feel Chef Bradley right now. <laughs> Love you, but I don't know. Do we know? Do, I'm not gonna. Uh, let's not say we know it's an extruded freezer fry unless we know well, where he gets these things from. I okay. mean, I don't know. I, 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 I know it's an extruded them. fry. I, I don't, don't see. Yeah, but whether it came frozen or not, I don't know. So you know, that's, yeah. it's just I, hard for me to believe that they're buying. Fri- yeah, fries. I don't know. I would love to be, and maybe by this time next week, I will be uh, corrected, and I will stand corrected. I can't stand now because <laughs> a, I haven't been corrected, and I'm in this booth here. Craving Chinese-American-style food, so I went to the best in the Valley, China Mama. Yeah. The usual place at Jones and Spring Mountain is still under renovation, so oh, I so zipped down to uh, Gemini's favorite place, Shanghai Plaza. Plaza. I walked by uh, Shanghai Taste. There was about 18 people in line crammed yeah. in. The place. Well, okay, I'll keep on going. <laughs> I checked in with the app out front, and it said a 20-minute wait, and then I was seated in two minutes. Nice. <laughs> Talk about, you know, over you know. Over under, de, over under de, promising de, over to That's it. That's Thank it. you very much, Mr. Marketing. <laughs> uh, two star, I had two starters for lunch. I had the hot and sour soup, deep and rich and nice, and a shrimp spring roll that's the size of a chimichunga. <laughs> really? Yeah, with big pieces so, of shrimp yeah. inside, not the usual sort of ground-up thing. Yeah. And uh, I had three of these. It was cut in six, and I, I could only handle three with the soup, and so I took the rest home. I also took uh, sweet and sour chicken and tan-tan noodles for dinner. Oh. And always excellent and plenty of leftovers. Forethought. Good and, way to handle yeah. dinner. <laughs> last last thing, thanks to Wait, Jim and I. Quick question. Did yeah. they do a um they have a third location now, right? Is, am I, I wrong do not on know. that? I think that they may I'm not be sure. going into town square or just have gone no. into town square. Ooh, I'm not let's sure. Look at that. So I was hoping somebody else would I yeah. look into I that. might be wrong. And let okay. me uh, add one uh, late add uh, thanks to Gemini's uh, Generosity last week. I ended up doing the poo poo platter event at uh, oh, yeah. Laguna at uh, Palms. Oh, Chef James Trees. James right. Trees and his mentor Luke Palladino. I asked uh, James, What are you doing this for? And he says, When Luke, your mentor, asks you to do something, you do it. You do it. Or in James' words, yeah. you fucking do it. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking do it. He also uh, gave me a lot of, first time I've seen him since I was back from Paris, and he gave me uh, so much grief for my dining choices in Paris. <laughs> I did go to his falafel place, and he said, it was the best ever, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, your yes, your yes, entire was. time there, I was getting texts from James Trees. <laughs> I wanted to reach what through the, the screen and doing? bitch slap you. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris is wasted on you. 
And that's my weekend semi-food. What about you, Al? Uh, uh, yeah, my turn. Um, I actually have some places I visited here in Vegas, both before and after my trip to Nashville. So let me run down a few with some highlights. I had a fantastic media dinner at T-Bones in Red Rock. Um, they have a lot of new menu items that they rolled out for us. We've had their, their chef on recently to talk about a lot of the things that they're doing. At the heart of the new menu is their newly added, the, the real legit Kobe beef, as well as a new beef program where they're going to be rotating ranches and producers every Ooh, few fun. weeks. So that way there's always going to be something new on the menu for the people that go in there <laughs> regularly. And a lot of people do dine at T-Bones pretty regularly. Yeah. That's a very popular repeat spot yep. for the summer. Thing. You know how I feel about program, but I definitely approve of a beef program. Yeah. Beef program. yeah. Okay, well, I got a beef program for you. <laughs> anyway, they served us several nice cuts of beef, um, one of which they did. They carved it tableside, then they brought us out to... The table, again, under glass, in smoke, with the veggies inside, smoking all of that as they brought it oh, back out yeah. to the table for the kitchen. Um, I also want to mention that the fried chicken was truly excellent. Um, so don't overlook that next time you're there. I know it's a steakhouse. And the desserts were unbelievably decadent. I was especially impressed with their um, warm toffee cake with creme fraiche ice cream. Ooh. And I don't know how to describe this, the flavor of the creme fraiche ice cream, except to say that... We had a couple desserts, and the other one was a chocolate peanut butter thing with yeah. a shit ton of, of vanilla ice cream in it. And so I was digging into that. It was awesome. Yeah. We go having a good time. And then I went over and was eating this other cake, and I ate that ice cream. And I'm like, I don't know what this flavor is, but it's not the same flavor as the vanilla over there. Right. And I was looking around my table and other people. I'm like, what's going on with the ice cream? And then we had to look at the menu. It said yeah. creme fresh ice cream. Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea what the fuck it means, but you can taste it. So, um, <laughs> it's a taste of cream. It's a yes, form right? of sour cream. So it should have been a little bit tangy, maybe a little bit sort of sweet and sour. Yeah, and this was at the tail end of a dinner. So I, yeah. didn't, like, I didn't really you know, analyze it. I just yeah. knew that it was different. It was oh. good. Awesome. I mean, I, I, it caught my attention in the midst of the sweets overload. That's of the awesome. Dessert, you know, of when they barrage us with the dessert oh, yeah. at the end I'm, of these media I'm, dinners. I'm going there just for a piece of chocolate cake and cream fresh ice cream. Absolutely. Yes. Warm toffee cake. Warm toffee. Even better. Even yes. better. Yeah. There you go. Um, I returned to Kase Sushi and Sake with Sue. This was actually her first visit. She was not quite as impressed as I've been with this place. Okay. Um, I still like it a lot, especially for the price range. Yeah. There are not a lot of places that have these cuts of fish in a local neighborhood, let alone at fantastic prices. So, you know, I'll say this place isn't quite as good as Nene Japanese. Oh, we love Nene. Which is not too far <laughs> and also has amazing cuts of fish yes. at really, really incredible prices. But it's a nice alternative. You don't always want to go back to the same place. I had one food writer friend tell me that he doesn't, I'm not going to quote him because it wasn't for, you know, whatever, for for attribution. Yeah. I say. But he doesn't like it over there because he doesn't like the way that they prepare their rice okay. that they use in their sushi. Sue kind of agreed with them on that. So maybe my palate just isn't in tune with those guys on the sure. rice front. Um, so, you know, I pointed out, but I still like it. I like the, um, you know, they do the, the tasting menus, basically. Yep. They call them omakase. Uh, they're really, you know, coursed out, you know, basically 90% sushi nigiri tasting yeah. menus. Um, so anyway, good. I, I like the joint and Sue's not so much of a fan, but we will be back. Uh, also, we had tickets to see Little Miss Nasty, which is the burlesque show at Area 15. Oh, yeah. We used that as an opportunity to visit Kai yes. and Yes. 
Because, you know, we were at Area 15 not that long ago yep. for the show. Um, we had the chef on from Kai who developed it, but I hadn't eaten there yet. No. So um, we rolled in there, bumped into Mitch Schneider over ah, there. He nice. was eating it, yeah. the beast, but we saw each other. He was also going to Little Miss Nasty. I've got to say, for Kai, great pricing, especially for a tourist attraction. Okay. Right? Like, you've got to figure, Area 15, you know, you just feel like they should be able to really screw you on the prices. Yeah. And they don't, right? So bravo to them for behaving themselves. That's fantastic. I'd say the vast majority of the rolls are seven or eight bucks. They're less if you order one of the preset menus of like okay. three rolls for you know $25 or something like that, right? So they, they gets the pricing down. The rolls, you know, we've talked about here how they're more of the sloppy hand rolls that I don't yeah. like a sloppy taco roll. <laughs> um, the truth is they're not that bad. They do make, they, they, they finish out the circle with the nori, right? Okay. They don't just leave it dangling in the wind okay. like so many chefs are doing these days. Yeah. Um, so they do fold it over. They, they have it finished. They hand it to you. But it's not, I guess I'd say it's not sealed, right? right. So it's like somebody gives you a joint and they didn't seal it. <laughs> but, you know, uh, still, Bad form. Still going to be a little messy. But um, it's that. I, I still don't understand um, why why we've moved away from the two classic roll formats that have yeah. existed for a million years. Um, the normal cut roll and the normal hand roll, conical hand rolls. But hey, you know, I was reminded, when I, whenever I get into my self-righteous shit of, like, I don't like what's going on today in restaurants, well, otherwise that I don't want to remind myself of food writers I knew who were like that 20 years ago. <laughs> but um, besides that, you know, I, I always try to keep myself grounded. And there was a time not all that long ago, meh, 15 years maybe, when Masa was opening up in Aria. Yep. Uh, Chef Masa was one of the greatest sushi chefs of all time. At one time, he had the most expensive sushi restaurant in the country and amazing chef. And he and I were talking at the time that that opened, and I was trying to get him to sort of rag on the, the crazy hand rolls, or sorry, the crazy combination rolls that are yeah. so popular in sushi oh, restaurants. Yeah. And then I just fucking hate those things, you know, with 25 sauces, 16 oh, different gosh. fishes, yeah. deep frying something. And as I was, you know, trying to get him in to rag on it with me, you know, he, of course, being a much nobler man than I am, he <laughs> said, he pointed out to me that sushi changes and it's changed rather quickly over history. You know, we think of it as these great traditions, but the truth of the matter is, it was only 150 years ago when they weren't even eating raw fish in sushi in inland Japan, because there was just no refrigeration, right. or not widespread, you know, electrical refrigeration. And that, that sushi changes a lot faster than a lot of other art oh, forms, culinary art forms. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you kind of got to roll with the punches. and. Yeah. and appreciate the chefs who are doing new things. So now every time I get pissed off at a sushi chef who's yep. going off the deep end, I'm you like, remember hey, that. if Chef Masa wasn't pissed about a screaming <laughs> orgasm right? roll, then who am I to be pissed about a yeah. sloppy taco? That's right? a good That's a good point of reference. I like that. I'm getting wiser with my age. <laughs> or I'm better at faking it. Um, I hit two more sports bars. I'm still doing a lot of um, writing, researching, shooting videos for the Las Vegas Convention Visitors Authority on places to watch football. Yeah. Um, so since I saw you last, we went into Red Tail during um, one of their football viewing parties. Yep. That is Red Tail at uh, Resorts World. It's run by the Zoo Group, who also runs their nightclubs yep. in there. Um, and, you know, I would say the food was really, really fucking good. I, I totally dug it. Um, I had a... a PB&J, peanut butter and jelly on challah bread that had been really um, cooked to, it was really super crispy. Yeah. Um, great, this great jelly on it, raspberry jelly, peanut butter, um, some candied bacon on that. Yes. Of course, it's like fried almost like French toast with the challah bread oh and then sprinkled with powdered sugar. And I was just like, oh, this is so fucking good. And I'm not usually a PB&J fan. 
Also had some pretzel nuggets, did some wings there, all very good. The place is a lot of fun, big. Um, they've got all kinds of video games, coin-op games, giant beer pong that you play with a volleyball on the oh patio. Oh, my gosh. You know, things like that, right? <laughs> so um, cool spot. And then I also went over to Stadium Swim for Monday Night Football. Tried a few things from their snack bar. Did their walking nachos uh, or walking tacos, I think they call it. It's really just nachos made on Fritos, but, you know, it's kind of cool. Okay. It's Dug that. chili on one on of the little individual bags yeah. of Fritos. Right. Yeah, but done with, like, um, brisket. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Not so, just, yeah, a can yeah. of Hormel. Right. So, no. That, so <laughs> no. As they do at the Iowa State <laughs> Fair. And That's right. Pretty much every other state fair in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Their, um, their sliders were really good. I did a shrimp cocktail. I mean, you know, it's a poolside shrimp cocktail while you're watching football. So do you complain about paying 20-some dollars for five or six shrimp? Right. Uh, you're just happy they bring you shrimp at a pool. So, you know, I shut the fuck up and grin and bared it. That was cool. I did a lunch at Cured and Way. Had their Cuban sandwich. Um, fantastic. Love it. Um, when I was over, by the way, at Red Tail at uh, Resorts World, Lady M Confections had a little pop-up stand going. Yeah. And we've talked about this fact. Lady M is going to be bringing their meal crepe um, concept into Resorts World in the space where Craig's Vegan used to be. Yep. So they're doing a pop-up. They were selling slices. I got a chance to have a couple um, flavors of that, took them home, ate them over the next few days. And I'm really, really looking forward. I mean, you know, the thing about a meal crepe cake is if you've never had one. Oh. And the first time I ever had one, by the way, it was not that long ago. It was maybe five Five years ago, and it was a savory one done by Chef Gerald Chin. Okay. Which had beets and my least favorite, which are my least favorite <laughs> ingredient, and foie gras mousse and all kinds of other shit. That was strip steak. And nope. I, I liked it, even though I hate beets. Um, but these, of course, are sweet, not yeah. savory. Uh, but there's something, there's about 25 crepes per, and it's it's just Give layer take, yeah. of like crepe and a little bit of custard, crepe, yep. a little bit of custard. So it has a really strange bite when you bite into them that's unique. It's unlike any other desserts that you're going to find anywhere. And I, man, it was a lot of fun. I don't remember that's what the awesome. fuck I paid for them, but I'm looking forward to them coming here full time. So yeah. bravo to you, cool. Lady M Confections, um, for surprising me with that. Nashville highlights. I'm not going to bore you because I know most of you ain't going to Nashville, but I will tell you, um, I went down to the 12th South neighborhood, which is a lot of fun. I had a breakfast there that was really good called a place called Buttermilk Ranch. This is the sister restaurant to one of the, uh, another 12 South neighborhood restaurant there called Urban Grub, which is where Shore, Thor, excuse me, who's formerly of Echo and Rig, is now over oh, there as okay. a chef, right? So he was a butcher at Echo and Rig. Yeah. He's down there. And even in this breakfast spot, you can see that kind of influence because they were they had a curing room oh, in yes. this breakfast Ooh. restaurant where the hams and the, the wow. pork products were all hanging there curing behind glass. And so that was cool in Nashville. Also in that same neighborhood, I had good barbecue at a place called Edley's. Um, also had bad barbecue at a place called Jack's right on Broadway. <laughs> oh, that boy. is, you know, and that cracked me up because I look. I picked it because it was right on Broadway, around the corner from the Ryman Auditorium, yep. where I went for a cool tour. Um, and it looked like a place that you know you would just go because it's a tourist trap. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, but the, the barbecue did not blow me away. I Googled it after I went there, and I found it on all of these 12 places to eat in Nashville <laughs> lists, which just reminded me who the fuck writes these lists. Right. Yeah. And I could see where like a place like this would appeal to people. And we have a lot of these places in Las Vegas. And as I'm doing the Neon Feast list, and as I'm doing, you know, as, as we do this podcast every week, I, I try to put them into perspective. There are a lot of places that are great because they're in a great location. But once you, and then they have great history and they have whatever, and you've seen your favorite rock stars or country stars eat there or yep. whatever. And you're like, oh, I got to fucking go in there. It looks so fun. <laughs> and then you eat it and the food's just not that good because you realize, you know, right. tourist <laughs> attractions, yeah, that's what they do. So I, I guess I got what I was, you know, in for when I went to a tourist trap. <laughs> but 
all was made good with a trip to Catbird Seat. Oh, I'm envious. I saw those pictures. Oh, man. For those who don't know, Catbird Seat, um, probably 10, 12 years ago, was the hot spot in Nashville. Came onto the scene, stormed it. It's about a 15-seat restaurant, 16-seat restaurant, um, up on the second floor above a really nice cocktail lounge. Um, And this is one of those places I went for the early seating. There's an early seating and a late seating. My seating was the smaller and least ex- less expensive of the two. It was the early one. I believe if you were to count courses the way that they brought them out, there'd be about 14 courses. But if you were to count dishes, it was probably closer to about 24, 25 dishes. Whoa. Okay. Because uh, some dishes, some courses had three different dishes. Sure. Almost all, and they all came out on their own plate though, right? But yeah. they were served together. Um, this is what I'll say about Catbird Seat and just about dining at restaurants like this. Dining at, when I, I remember my meal at Alinea, I will say this about... Um, about uh, French Laundry. You know, I'll take it out of Las Vegas. When you go to these unbelievable experiential restaurants, it's mind-blowing how many home runs there that are completely, ridiculously out of the ballpark, pushing the envelope, doing crazy things you've never heard of before, never thought of before. And it's just hit after hit after hit after hit. Our meal lasted only about two hours for that all that food that I had. Most of those 24, 25 dishes that I'm saying were about one bite. Some of them were two bites. Every single one of them, I would have to um, write at least a thousand words to explain (laughs) what it was about eating those dishes. Every bite took you on a journey. It was flavors, it was textures, it was a concept that tied it all together. It was mixing cultures. It was things that came to you in waves as you were eating this one bite, and it started off on this angle, and then you got hit with other things. Um, And by doing that, you're just you're just blown away. And you know, I've said before that some of my favorite restaurants are the ones that consistently push the envelope and take chances. And I don't mind if they miss sometimes. Yeah. Um, And I'll say that about Ada's. I say that about Sparrow and Wolf. I say that about Anima. A lot of my absolute favorite restaurants in Las Vegas, and they will miss sometimes, and that's well worth it for me. But when you go to a place that's going to give you 20 plus of those in yeah. a two hour period, all that ambitious and none of them fucking miss. Wow. That is when you know that you're, I mean, that's just, those are earth shattering experiences. Yeah. That's where you know that you're breaking into the, the savings account to, to buy a meal like this, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it's, you're going to have memories and pictures to last a yeah. lifetime. So um, big thanks to my friend Stephanie Davis, who got me on the, um, got me a reservation there. It was such an incredible meal. And yeah, if you are down in um, Nashville, definitely check out Catbird Seat. I think they open the reservations up a month in advance for all of them. I'll have to check so that out. Please oh my check gosh. Them out. Hey, coming up in the news, Stoney's Rocket Country opens a new location. Winnie and Ethel's is hiring. And the Neon Feast Meet the Chef event is back. Boom. All of this Woo-hoo. and more. But first, we speak with Chef Roy Elamar of Fine Company. This is Food and Loathing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast, restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the at Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. And joining us for this segment, we have Chef Roy Alomar, the man behind the restaurant in which we are sitting right now, which is Fine Company, recently opened in downtown Summerlin. But if the name sounds familiar to you, man, I've got to say, very few chefs in this town have done as much to promote the crossover between strip dining and off-strip mm -hmm. dining, to really break down those barriers at a time when there were huge barriers. He did most of that, much of that, I should say, when, he, when Chef, when you were at Harvest in Bellagio, where you used to have these little pop-ups in the front section where you'd have guest chefs come in and work, do like a, a set menu of four or five dishes that were served from dim sum carts. And yeah, you had the big celebrity chefs come in, you had the people like the Voltaggio brothers before they got their permanent spot and that was fantastic and other people within the MGM family but really man what you did over there what I will always be grateful and I hope a lot of other people are grateful to you for is that you brought in off strip chefs people that were really just trying to break through make a name for themselves out in the burbs before the off strip scene had emerged to what it is today and it was tough in those days and those people were getting no respect from the strip I don't know I mean, bravo to you, bravo to MGM. I don't know how hard you had to fight with those guys over there. I'm going to assume that they were all just wonderful and they loved the idea because i got a lot of <laughs> friends over there. And I know they do like the good local restaurant scene. But, man, to have the balls to do it, um, that just so much. So just personally, thank you for that. Congrats on having your own restaurant. Of course, we followed you since you left there. We'll be talking all about that and your own pop-ups. But I want to start if I may, with going back to there, man, um, those harvest days, that was wild. Um, where was the inspiration for that? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, those were, those were good times. And, you know, we really uh, appreciated being able to showcase all the local chefs and what they were trying to do and what they were doing in the, in the community. And, uh, you know, it was just about that. I, I felt like the off-strip dining was, uh, was, was coming up and there were so many chefs doing great things. And we wanted to give them, uh, shine some light on them. Can you remind people some of the chefs that you had in that series? Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody wow. even remembers, so, so right? Because a lot of cocktails were served. I mean, I was there a lot. Yeah. And, well, and Brian, Brian Howard. Brian Howard. Kai Vu. Kai Vu, yeah. Uh, James, James Trees. James Trees, uh, yeah. Sheridan, Sheridan Sue. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it, it so, was so many. Everybody. Totally crazy. And yeah. there's fucking dim sum carts. They <laughs> pushed it around yeah. and you had a little dim sum menu and it was crazy. Harvest was a fantastic restaurant. Um, and, you know, I mean, I had loved that space since it was Sensi prior to being Harvest. But 
I think one thing that you really did in addition to the local chefs was really promote the farm-to-table concept here in Las Vegas where it's tough, especially within a casino environment where people, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too inside baseball, but, you know, you generally have to buy from suppliers that are approved by the big, you know, casino right. company. Mm -hmm. So when you have a local farm, I know it's a lot of hoops that a lot of chefs have to jump through yeah. in order to get local farms approved. Very few of them do it because it's such a pain in the dick. And you were willing <laughs> to do it. And that was another thing that I think you deserve a lot of credit for because I know that, you know, whether it be, I think you had Claudia Andraki's stuff in there, but a lot of the local farmers. So talk to me a bit about that program and why it's important, why it was important to you then to work with local suppliers and whether you're carrying that over into Fine Company. Absolutely. I mean, that's always kind of been a, a hallmark of, of what I do. And, uh, you know, I wanted to showcase local growers. And that's what the restaurant was about, you know, it was about the product and the people. And, and um, so it, it's hard to have that concept and not be able to support local producers and growers so so we, man, as you're saying this they're just bringing food to the table <laughs> oh baby right. here we go and, you know we're like children oh my god. we get so distracted what is happening chef could you roll through what, what's at the table right now well we have uh the already famous mm. my mom's banana bread oh my that's so good yeah so uh we've got the banana bread with the good butter we use Escheray butter and uh local honey, and then we have our brown butter pancakes here, uh, and on top is uh, brown butter with uh, brown butter maple syrup and bourbon-aged maple syrup for that. And then this is our breakfast burger. There's a hash brown with French toast the bun. Uh, it's a six-ounce uh, burger grind, the custom burger grind. Uh, new ski bacon, mm. and a sunny egg, spicy ketchup. Oh my God! He's yeah. got this sunny egg right on the top. Yep. Yeah. The top. Also some cool stuff on the sides too. You got yep. a strawberry. Got you got date for us. Yep. Um, but here's the deal. I got to cut into this bad boy now. Should I? I'd like to watch it run. You guys okay if I just cut this? Yeah. Up? You yeah. Okay? yeah. Just watch that. Uh, oh. Look at that. Yeah. That's what we need. Now <laughs> we put the bun right now back on top. Now we'll cut into it. For everybody to share. Let that oh, fun absorb that nice. yolk. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, you know how to do it. I'm feeling good. Oh, <laughs> I'm feeling good. And while that all sups up, you got this banana bread. Oh, this, that is. So this uh, is I can just stop bread. there. Yeah, that's my mom's <clears throat> recipe. Yeah. All right. What is this big brown thing here? This big brown <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I'm sure so there's a better explanation. <laughs> <laughs> this is our sausage. There's a pork sausage. Oh, okay. Never mind. You but, stop talking now. Yeah. Just grab some of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I based that it off looks like of, almost uh, like a filet. It looks like a filet. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. a hockey yeah. puck. Yeah. So, you know, it's based <laughs> on, um, I, I took the idea of spam and, uh, Vietnamese nem nung sausage and a traditional pork breakfast sausage, and I smashed all those three ideas together to come up with this. You wow. give good smash. Thing. <laughs> and then we got our breakfast potatoes and some uh, farm eggs. Cool. So I'm digging into this yeah. burger. I'm yeah. cutting off a couple pieces yeah. here. While you but do that. Chef, while I do that. I'll ask something. Okay. Go ahead, Rich. Your big deal chef on a big deal restaurant in a big deal casino in, in Vegas. And then here we are out in the neighborhoods. As nice as Summerlin is, mm -hmm. it's a different thing from banking, you know, very chefy artisan dinners to pancakes and burgers. Yeah. How come? Well, I mean, like Al said, you know, uh, in those days when I was supporting all those local chefs and, and seeing what was happening in the local community, and um, I wanted to be a part of that, you know. Oh. And so here I am. 
I wanted to be a part of the local community. I always wanted to, um, to be able to cook for the local community. Yep. Now, can, I can I say local community one more time? Yeah, yeah. say local community. No, <laughs> we are the local community right here. Local community. Yeah. Um, now, I remember when you announced you were leaving Harvest. Yeah. And um, I, I actually I drove over to interview you as quickly as we could to get you on this podcast. Yeah. We were sitting in um, Fuku Burger. Yeah. Right? Um, and at the time, had you just bought an RV or rented an RV, and you and um, you and Jen Murph yeah. were going to go across the country, right? Who and yeah. she had just left her gig at Caesars, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. And the two of you were going to RV it, become do the nomad lifestyle for a little <laughs> while. So I got to know how that worked out. It was good. I mean, we spent some time on the road and visited friends and uh, cooked with friends and just took time off to reevaluate life and slow down a little bit and so it was a good it was a great time you know to uh like i said reflect and and see what the next steps are going to be how far did you travel how many cities or states did you see oh my gosh i don't even know it was a lot yeah <laughs> filled up the fridge with uh magnets <laughs> do you still own the rv I still have the RV. Yeah. You do? Okay. You didn't. You didn't trade it. I always wonder no. how many. How, whether that sticks. Yeah. People do that. <laughs> still have it. I My brother-in-law just bought an RV, and yeah. he's going to be doing some of that living oh, for fun. a little while. So it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to look at and be like, okay, one of these days we'll I'll get just back get in the again. hell out. Right. <laughs> I just always thought, man. I've done the same dishes in forty states now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. When you when you came back after being on the road, I know you did a pop up over at Vegas Test Kitchen. You yeah. did pigeon, yep. um, and we thought for a minute that that was going to sort of be uh, that was Hawaiian food, right? And yeah, yeah, pretty much exclusively, if I'm remembering mm -hmm. it. And that I thought that was the direction you were going to go in, and then suddenly we hear that you have um, hooked up with Lev Restaurant Group, which mm -hmm. is an organization that works with some of the best chefs in Las Vegas. Yep. Um, we could rattle them off, but most people already know it's James Trees, Gina Marinelli, yep. um, Michael Vacney. Yep. I know I'm forgetting some people, but you know they're just you know very very high quality. And then you decided to do Fine and Company, which really it was not the pigeon concept that you had tried out. So, what what happened as you were developing what you wanted to do when you finally had your own thing? What brought you to where we are? And could you explain this concept to people? Yeah, sure. Um, so I did do the pigeon uh, pop up. Mostly it was for fun, just because I wanted to do something. I wanted to cook food, and I wanted to do um, like an elevated take on, on Hawaiian-inspired food. So that's why I did that. And I just wanted to get, just get back in the scene and, and uh, get the food going again. Um, and then, you know, I was able to meet Jeff, uh, Jeff Fine, from that, uh, during that pop-up. Mm -hmm. uh, Jolene introduced us, and... And we got to talking, and we had they had this space, and we needed uh, they wanted to put something in here, and then that's how we came up with this. And you know, we looked at the neighborhood, and we looked what was what we felt was needed. And um, I was just gonna say because uh, you talk so much about off strip and and going into local, more community oriented neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. What made you choose downtown Summerlin? Um, I think this is a great spot um, that could use. A little bit different uh, type of dining, which mm -hmm. is what we're trying to bring. And so what we have is, you know, an all—it's going to be an all-day restaurant. Right now we open brunch and lunch only. We close at five, uh, but eventually we'll move into dinner service. It'll be seven days a week, and uh, we just want to do familiar food, a little bit elevated, uh, good ingredients, great ingredients, uh, everything sourced, you know, uh, very thoughtfully, and uh, just 
putting my touch on everything. It's a diner, but it's a Summerlin diner. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Good uh, stuff. It's... it's, it's uh, so, the, I, the, the name, should we talk about the name? Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, so fine company. Jeff was saying everybody's going to think I named it after him. Nah, that's what we're all thinking. <laughs> no matter exactly. what you say, that's yeah. the story yeah. going forward. <laughs> but, um, you know, my background is fine dining. It's always been uh, in that world. And I wanted to do a casual restaurant, but still keep the feel of uh, a fine environment. And so that's how we came up with the name. And it's a company, you know, enjoying the company you're mm-hmm. with. You know, the food, the, the saying, uh, good food, great company. So great food and fine company. And that's how we came up with that name. Very cool. Oh, cool. Very and cool. he happens to have a good last name. He does have a good <laughs> last name. It's a fine last name. It's like you, you think, like, if, if, you know, I think when Steve Wynn first opened the Wynn Casino, he was going to call it La Rev. And then somebody, I think it was Donald Trump, actually, yes. he said to him, like, your name is Wynn. Yeah. There's no better yeah. name for a casino, right? <laughs> like, and same thing if your name is There's Trump. Wynn. You know, it's a, yep. a good. But, yes, yeah, so fine. That is a good name fine to put on your name. Mancini yeah. doesn't work all that well. Yeah. <laughs> It works. Something it's else. good for red sauce. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> and peppers, right? Yeah. Pepper company. Um, so, Chef, yep. let's talk about what we're eating right now. I'm loving, mm. loving all this. I have to say, I really, really like these pancakes. And I had given up on pancakes not all that long ago. I, I, for years, I was trying to convince myself I liked pancakes, but I never really did. And what I would just do is um, just add more and more candy to them wherever I go. <laughs> right. like, just go to Baby Stacks, and i like, I want the fucking Butterfinger. <laughs> then I realized I could just eat candy. And <laughs> eat Eliminate the, the carb middleman. Yeah. Yeah, but these these I like a lot, and they've got. So tell me about tell me about what makes these pancakes so much more delicious than the ones I had given up on. I think it's. I don't, I think it's just a good recipe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't overmix it. Use good flour. Use good eggs. Um, use good butter. And oh. you, know, you can't go wrong. If you start with good product, you start with good ingredients. And don't mess it up on the way to the plate. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't me Should dying. Okay. That was me Are dying. Okay with wonderful. <laughs> because I just had a pancake bite. Yes, now I'm having another one. Yeah. Mm. Rich is excited. I love it. And I think a lot of people just overcook pancakes. They hammer it out. And I wanted to do a pancake and do it good and, you know, put my touch on it. Cool. My mouth is full of food. You have to ask a question. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was just going to say, so you've talked about, you know, um, doing Hawaiian food before that. I remember Pigeon. I went in as often as I possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you still have some of those influences on this menu, I've noticed, by going through it. So um, was that always the intention? Well, it's just the way I cook, right? Yeah. And so it's always going to, people are asking, is this a Hawaiian restaurant? It's not a Hawaiian restaurant, but, you know, those nuances are going to come out in my food just because of that's part that's of me part of you and, and yeah. that's uh you know those are the flavor profiles i know those are the uh, ingredients that i work with and then those are the techniques that i do so it you know um it's just it's going to show up no matter what yeah <laughs> it's interesting one there's a, i try to not do the long story but whether a restaurant is kid friendly or not right i've always yeah. said is like for some people that's the greatest thing on earth for other people oh no, no it's hell. go anywhere near it but yeah. I would say this is a very kid-friendly restaurant. You have a little bird kids menu with yep. three items on it. Um, you got chicken tenders, chicken tendies, I should say, yeah. fishy <laughs> sticks, and grilled cheesy for ten to twelve bucks. And then you know, even when I look at your other things, you like your your fish is a filet fish. You yeah. know, it's a very yeah. kind of that. So clearly, you want this to be a place where people can bring the kids. Oh my God! You should see what's happening on Saturday. 
at the after the farmers market. Well, we opened at ten, mm -hmm. and there was a line out the door with strollers uh, and families. So yeah, I mean, this is Summerlin. There's families up here. Yeah. There's kids up here, so we have to be inclusive of everybody. And you know, there's nothing more fun than looking out Saturday morning and seeing all these happy kids uh, enjoying your food. So. You have and, you have a decent cocktail menu though, so the adults are not being yeah. left out. Everybody's everybody's happy. <laughs> Who designed the cocktail menu for you? Uh, so Megan, uh, she's the bartender over at La Strega. She uh, helped us get this started, and uh, we have uh, our assistant manager Michael and our bartender um, Camille are have sort of taken it over and and moved it, and uh, they've done an incredible job. Uh, Camille. She's from Nashville. She, she was working down at Velveteen, and she worked at Catbird Seed out in Nashville. I was just talking about yeah, uh, yeah just talking about my meal at Catbird yeah, yeah, Seed. It was yeah. so fucking good, man. So you know, um, it's gonna get even better. It's gonna evolve into something really cool and special. And you know, we don't have a bar out here in the dining room. The bar is in the kitchen, and so it's great because the bartender just gets to focus on making those drinks and not yeah. have to worry about everything else. That's you know, funny. That reminds me of my, my trip at Catbird Sea, right? Because it's it's um, directly above a very good cocktail lounge, a very, very good cocktail yeah. lounge. And so Sue had gotten her old-fashioned down there, and she wanted a normal old-fashioned. Uh, she didn't want their fancy one. She just wanted it to be old-fucking-fashioned. Yeah. And um, we got up to Catbird Seat, and they're like, oh, what are you drinking? Did you, have a, you had an old-fashioned downstairs. Do you want the one we make up here, or should we go downstairs to get it? Oh, wow. So we were like, no, we'll take the one you make here. Yeah, <laughs> like, no problem. <laughs> and But it was the same situation that it was made in the kitchen, right? Yep. Like, there was no bar or yep. anything there because that's a small restaurant. Yep. You, when you mentioned working with um, with the bartender from La Strega, I guess that brings up the question of the family vibe between all of the Lev Restaurant Group restaurants. And I don't want to get too inside politics, but or inside baseball, whatever you want to call it. But um, because there, there's there's a great team among the Lev Restaurant Group. As Absolutely. I said, we've got James yeah. Trees' two of James Trees' restaurants. We have. Um, Gina Marinelli's restaurants, the Strega, all of those, and you also have great corporate executive chef um, in Emily Brubaker, yep. and so and, and corporate pastry and all that kind of stuff. So when you were doing this, was it a collaborative effort with other folks from within the um, Lev Restaurant Group? <coughs> we, I received a lot of support from them. Yep, absolutely, um, and uh, collaboration. Sure, yeah. I think it's a great group. They've uh, been so helpful uh, in seeing this project uh, through and uh, couldn't be more thrilled to be partnered with the better group. Now, you say you want to add dinner service, correct? Yes. You're not open for dinner right now. Not right now. Okay, what's dinner going to be like? Will it keep on that diner feel or will you do it slightly more elevated? It'll be a little bit more elevated, but we still want to keep it sort of upscale casual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> that, that's good. And that's, it's, it's the room. It, it is. Yeah. It's a, yeah. a great room. I but love it. The room is a beautiful room, right? It doesn't feel like you're sitting no. in a diner. I you love know? the it's mixed materials. I love the greenery everywhere. I like that it's it's very open concept. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just the short sort of bar in the middle that people can sit at, um, but you can still see everything around you. It feels like you could add about three more tables in here and get away with it pretty Are you guys easily good? You if you wanted to. We're bringing out the next one. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. <laughs> this is all fantastic. I want those pancakes in a box today. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. <clears throat> You're going to reheat pancakes? I'm going to try. I'm just curious how one would do such a thing. <laughs> yeah. We'll no, see. Eat it cold is still good. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, sorry. We keep getting distracted by food. Yeah, I know. What else yeah. are we talking food, about? So you want to put more seats in here? He said. No, no, I think you. No, I just think you could, and I, I like that you didn't because yeah. of the fact that it gives it a very open, very yeah. airy feeling. Mm -hmm. Most places they want to maximize the number of seats in a restaurant, and Vegas isn't as bad as say in New York or San Francisco in no. that regard, but. Even by Vegas standards, which tends to be a little more spacious than other cities, yeah. this is a very spacious restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And you also have that outdoor patio. Now, is that exclusively yours? Yep. And, and that goes right up against the one for True Foods Kitchen right next door, kind of? Well, we got the uh, pathway in between. Okay. But um, that should be done this week, and hopefully we'll be open by this week and open cool. it up. It's going to be a great For the one it. week of good alfresco weather yes. that we yes. get. Yes. <laughs> <Vegas. laughs> two, two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> it's always right before um, Halloween. Yeah. I used right. to remember I would always leave to go down to New Orleans for the Voodoo Music Festival. Oh, on my yeah. way down, I did not need a jacket. But when I got off the plane coming back, I needed that other <laughs> jacket. You know? Always when the weather changes, man. Yep. Uh, uh, so uh, what else do we need to know about this joint, man? Um, right now we're open 10 to 5. But we're going to be open to till dinner soon, uh, for dinner until 9 p.m., and then eventually seven days. So, um, yeah, we're just excited to be here, excited to be cooking in the you know, in what, Summerlin. What Who's your you competition here? Uh, makers and Finders, a couple blocks down. Oh, there's no competition there. Okay, uh, <laughs> Lucky Penny over at the casino. <laughs> what? You've got the breakfast uh, brunch thing Which sewn up here. Which makes me super here. happy, because I'm a yeah. I'm a early-in-the-day eater, drinker. <clears throat> So we're going to move into some of our share plates here. Ah, what do oh. we got? Look at oh that. Oh, my goodness. Is that a stuffed date? Yeah, it's a... Uh, wow. That's the biggest stuffing stuff that I've, I've ever seen, seen in a date. <laughs> so this is a lamb merguez sausage. Yeah. All and right, four we, more plates. Come yep, here. yep, plates here. All right. Okay, so run us through what we got here, Chef. Yep, so we got the uh, stuffed dates. It's on the uh, little piquillo sauce. Pico pepper sauce. Perfect. I uh, got some feta cheese. And then over here is our salmon crudo. Uh, we're using Big Glory Bay salmon out of New Zealand. It has a purple ponzu. So we make a ponzu with the uh, Oh, wow. Look flour. at that. Yeah. The yeah. colors on that are beautiful. Yeah. We got a little uh, radish salad on the side there. And then we have our stone fruit salad. Stone fruits coming from Kerry, Kerry Clasby. Um, we got a little intuitive uh, forager. Yeah, white yep. balsamic mustard vinaigrette on that, and some point raised blue cheese. And then this is our whipped feta with uh, raisin and olive caponata, kind of sweet, sour, wow. savory, with some grilled sourdough bread. So, chef, before oh. we start stuffing our faces, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've known you since Harvest, <laughs> but I don't think I really followed your career prior to Harvest. Could you give us a little background on what you did both in Vegas and elsewhere before before Harvest? Sure. And also what that shrimp thing is that you <laughs> <laughs> Uh That's our salt and pepper shrimp. So, you know, like, I wanted to do a salt and pepper shrimp. But oh, very cool. More than just salt and pepper. We have some sworn duipa spices, some Calabrian chili aioli, and some shredded uh, fennel on the bottom there. Cool. So, cool. your background, Chef. Uh, before Harvest, I was the chef of Sensi, and then we rebranded re into Harvest. Okay. Uh, I came to Vegas in 2007 to work at uh, Robuchon, L'Atelier Robuchon. <sighs> and then before that, I was, in uh, I was in Beverly Hills and then Chicago, and then uh, I'm from Hawaii originally. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, but I've been in Vegas since 
2007 now. Cool. Well, we are about to start stuffing our faces before we have to get into the news. So, Chef, thanks so much for hosting us. Thanks so much for feeding us. You you. are the best. Any other questions for Chef before we start to eat? My gosh, no, I think you hit all my points. I want more. (laughs) Uh, In that case, I'll let you know that the news is next, and this is Food and Loathing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly. Info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out anytime at wishboneandvine.com. One more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. Winnie and Ethel's Downtown Diner, the winner of Dapper Company's The Great Las Vegas Coffee Shop Giveaway, announced today that it will hold two hiring events in October 2023. The first event, geared toward culinary staff, including line cooks and sous chef candidates, will occur Thursday, October 5, and Friday, October 6. That is next week, if you're listening to this on Friday morning. The event will include an interview with the head chef and a brief culinary skills test. We'll tell you how to sign up for that online for an invitation to an interview. The second hiring event for all other positions will be held as an open house at the diner located at 1130 East Charleston Boulevard, Suite 140. That's over by the Huntridge and next to Yukon. You can't miss it. So that's Saturday, October 7th through Monday, October 9th. They're hiring for all positions listed on its job board, including general manager, lead server, host, server bartender, server, and more. All interested candidates can visit winnieandethels.com slash hiring for a complete list of openings and to apply. We've been watching that from the beginning. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. We both, I believe, all maybe Rich, too, we're at some of the... Um, the tryouts. The tryouts and the tastings. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And judging the various. I'm, I'm so excited. It's finally coming to fruition. Yeah, it's great to watch this. <laughs> I'm going to go in there for bacon and eggs over medium. Yeah, right? <laughs> They've already got it waiting for you. It's called The Rich. Yes. Yeah. Right? Could somebody just put that on And the I've already talked to rich. Mallory. Her husband does wonderful shit on a shingle, so I'm really excited. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if they're going to label it that way on the menu, but most people just call it SOS, but yeah. I'm well, excited. Chip beef on That's Cream right. chipped beef. How do you chip beef. I have I've never, never known that. I've never eaten that. It is body. a comfort yeah. food from when I was a kid. My grandfather made it for me, so I'm super yeah. excited. <laughs> I mean, just the very idea. Like, just Can we break it down for a yeah. second? Creamed beef? Yeah, creamed chipped beef. Okay, Mostly I don't even flour, know what the right? chipping means. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not even concerned, but why are you fucking creaming beef Yeah, ever? and you put it, it over toast. Is it cream or is it just kind of flour white sauce. It's basic, yeah, it's basically a gravy. And that's it. If yeah. you think of sausage gravy or something like that, it's basically a white gravy. It's extending yeah, I mean, the tiny bit of beef you have because you don't have any money to buy exactly. more beef. That's where it's, it came from. Yeah, I mean, what, peasant food. I just don't eat white gravy. I mean, I, no, seriously, like, you know, you ever walk into like a truck stop diner and oh, yeah. get a sandwich and it's that fucking white gravy? I just don't do that. Oh. I, I yeah. can't bring it. It's bring flour. To, Give me yeah. white sausage gravy any day. Oh my God. Cool. Um, what hey, else we got? entertainer and baker extraordinaire, Melody 
Reality Suites has confirmed she will be bringing her flavor of live entertainment from her YouTube hit and best web series, a la Las Vegas Weekly, Sweets Spot to the center stage of culinary event Vegas Unstripped on Saturday, October 14th. Tickets for Vegas Unstripped are $150 per person plus fees and are available online at VegasUnstripped.com. All attendees must be 21 plus with valid ID. The event takes place 7 to 10 p.m. on Saturday, October 14th in the Arts District, downtown Las Vegas. And that's on California between Maine and Casino Center Drive. Um, are we gonna, we're going to be at that, right? We are going to be at that. We're going to be doing some recording, maybe a little bit of live streaming or yeah. something. We'll figure out what we got going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Vegas Unstripped is the shit, man. Dude. It's the place to be. And from our friends over at the CityCast newsletter, you know, you may have heard some of the rumors. Members of the Culinary and Bartenders Unions voted to authorize a citywide strike if a new contract with the resort industry isn't reached soon. Tuesday's strike vote got 95% support. Those negotiations continue next week, and union officials say any walkout would begin with MGM International, Caesars Entertainment, and Wynn Resorts, where contracts have already expired. And this, just before the busy holiday and oh, yeah. F1 season and Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my goodness, guys. Work around, go downtown. Or, or <laughs> pay people more. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. I've got no idea about that. I, I no, I don't want to get, I'm not trying I'm to get political, on the side of the but I do think it's general rule, absolutely. but I've got no fucking clue what they're No, nope. no, nope, but I do think it's important. So I have some news to announce here. We are all set for the next Neon Feast Meet the Chef event. This is the series of live cooking events we hold over at Element Home Gallery, which is this gorgeous home appliance showroom on Dean Martin Drive, just oh, like I the Warm love that Springs. Place. Beautiful space with a bunch of show kitchens by top appliance manufacturers. Most of the time, this is just used to sell appliances, right? You're looking to do your kitchen. You go over. You go, oh, this is really pricey, nice shit. I would like it in my house. Yeah. And, um, well, it doesn't get used a lot because it's really just right. there to show off. So what we do is we call some of our chef friends. That's and we right. say, you guys want to do some cooking? Why don't you come <laughs> over here and um, let's do a little private event. So we've done this with um, James Trees in there. We've had Chef Brian Howard in yep. there. Each of them cooked a dish, spoke to the crowd, gave them some cooking hints, served them some amazing small bites. Um, people really just get to know the chef a little better. Yeah. So next up, we have Chef Giovanni Yes. Yes. Chef, chef Gio of Manzu Italian Oven and Old School Pizzeria coming in on Thursday, October 26th. He's not only one of my favorite chefs, he's also a natural for this format because he regularly hosts his own yes. intimate cooking demos in this kitchen that he keeps a few doors down from Manzu. Yep. Those are great. I've been to them. So if you get a chance, buy a ticket next time he has one on his schedule. They're really intimate, really small. You don't have to wait for that, though, because we have Meet the Chef on October 26th. It is 100% free to invited guests. While invitations are a little tough to score, yep. um, we're giving away at least five pairs of tickets through a Neon Feast contest. Yes. If you want to enter that, just go to neonfeast.com slash contest, fill out an entry, and um, we'll be drawing winners. Big so, mystery. Will he be singing? Oh, I'm hoping cook? that we that get him to be, do a little yeah. opera. Yeah. yeah. I certainly hope so. Uh, also in the news, Parkway Tavern is opening a new location on Centennial Hills on the day this episode drops. That's Friday, September 29th. It's at 5990 Centennial Hills Boulevard, and it will boast over 200 draft beers, 60 flat screens, bowling lanes, oh pool God. tables, shuffleboard, patio games, and, Shoot. of course, food. Uh, to celebrate the opening, they'll be giving away free beer for a year, which means one per day. Um, <laughs> to one of the first 200 guests to download the um, Parkway app and then check into the new location during opening weekend. 
Um, and you know, it's funny, Parkway Tavern, they're on the Neon Feast list. Yeah. I've had people go like, oh, this is supposed to be so exclusive. Why are they on there? They're on there for their beer selection. Absolutely. Because their beer selection is really fucking good at all Parkway Taverns um, throughout the valley. So if you, if you blow them off as just a video poker bar, you're missing out. Yeah. Because they really do have a solid beer selection. And I know that because Bob Barnes told me. And <laughs> any, whenever Bob Barnes yeah. tells me the beer selection for oh, world yeah. class, I know it's good. Um, also, it's almost October. That means Oktoberfest is well underway at Hofbrau House. They've had celebrity keg tappers in there multiple times since September 15th. Have a lot more of those on the books for the days and weeks ahead. As soon as I wrap this recording session, I'm heading over there to discuss that with them. So I guess we'll just play that now. So I'm with Jessica Moss in Hofbrau House. And while we're recording this, it's not quite October, but we are well into Oktoberfest. Festivities have been going on here for a couple weeks, but there's a lot more coming up. So Jessica, first, thank you for having me. And um, I guess congratulations are in order because it's Oktoberfest. Yes, as tradition has it, Oktoberfest starts in September just because simply the weather is nicer in September, right? That's why Munich kicks it off at the end of September. And we actually kicked off with Terry Fader on September 8th. And we're well into Oktoberfest celebrating every Friday and Saturday with another celebrity keg tapping. Okay, so you started with Terry Fader. Who else is on the um, lineup to be a celebrity tapping? Sorry, I should say Celebrity Keg Tapper. Absolutely. So Mayor Carolyn Goodman will be here Saturday, October 7th. Then we have Zoe Bowie on Friday, October 13th. Rick Harrison on Friday, October the 20th. Perez Hilton on Friday, October the 27th. And then Maurice Sarchak is going to end it on Saturday, October 28th. Wow, so you've got a lot of cool people, a lot of people that I, I like to consider myself slightly friends with, like they'll wave to me. Um, so I feel, I feel cool that I know some of your celebrity keg tappers. What is involved with the tapping and how do you turn it into a party every time? So when the celebrity comes in, we're going to run a parade. We go down the main hall, play the trumpets. They're going to go up on stage and it's tradition in Munich that the Burgermeister, the mayor, is tapping the very first keg. And so we have a new Burgermeister every Friday and Saturday night. So the celebrity goes on stage, he taps or she taps the keg. And then we say, Ozapft is, which means the keg has been tapped. We sing Ein Prosit, because we celebrate the coziness here in the main hall in the Schwemme at Hofbrauhaus Las Vegas. And the celebration gets started with dancing in the aisles, standing up on the benches. It's a whole deal. It's, is the tapping, like, I, I, I kind of picture these, the old-fashioned tapping where you're using a hammer and doing all that kind of stuff. For those of us who have only ever, you know, tapped a keg at a frat party or something out there, um, what's involved with really tapping a keg? So there's a little opening in the front of the keg that's sealed with just a little plastic piece. The keg tapper that night will take the spout, hold it into that little hole, and then he takes the hammer and hammers onto the front of the spout to tap the keg, and then we start serving the beer. Awesome. And what is Oktoberfest really, for those of us who just know it as an excuse to get drunk? Is it anything more than that? It all started with a, a royal wedding in Bavaria years and years ago, and ever since, they had a horse race and then food vendors were added and beer was added. And at some point it became so big that they gave it a different name and they called it Oktoberfest. And they're celebrating ever since. And now we're celebrating all over the world because it's so much fun to bring people together. 
You mentioned the big word, food, because, look, everybody likes beer. But we're in Las Vegas, and there's no shortage of places to find beer and find even good beer. Um, but you have a menu that is, if not one of a kind in Las Vegas, very, very close to one of a kind in Las Vegas. Could you talk about some of the food that you offer here? It is. So we, our chefs in the kitchen are all from Germany. Our production chef came here with us 20 years ago. He just celebrated his 20-year anniversary. And we are making everything from scratch or imported from Munich, Germany. Like the sauerkraut, the pretzels, the apple strudel is imported. Everything else is made from scratch, like the Bavarian potato salad, the mashed potatoes, the schnitzel, the um, red cabbage, the, the, sorry, the red cabbage, everything is very authentic Bavarian German food. Awesome. And then it's been a little while since I've been here. Do you still smack people on their butts when they're drinking here? Yes, it's still a thing that if you order a shot, you get a swat, but it's totally optional. You don't have to do it. Okay. Hey, I like a little abuse every once in a while. Well, look, you've made me hungry. I'm very excited. Congratulations on another star-studded roster, and I look forward to coming in and checking out some of your celebrity guests. Thank you so much, and we hope you can enjoy some food here with us tonight. And since I'm just returning from Nashville week, it, Nashville this week, it seems appropriate to tell you that Stoney's Rock and Country has opened a location at Santa Fe Station that they're calling Stoney's North 40. It opened Wednesday, September 27th, which was also the launch of their Ladies' Night Wednesdays. Yeah, baby. Which is $2 house wine, well cocktails, and beer for all the ladies. And Gemini, you can say yeah, baby, all you want. You're not drinking well cocktails. No, I of know course you. I'm not. <laughs> In a million years. I am. <laughs> but I have friends who do. I'll take them. <laughs> Stoney's is open seven days a week with a stage for live music, a mechanical bull, VIP booths, a patio with a fireplace, now beer we're pong, talking. other interactive games, line dancing lessons every Tuesday through Saturday at 7.30 and 8.30 p.m. Because white people are just that pathetic. Line dancing <laughs> oh, isn't yeah. easy enough. They need to be given That's lessons. right. We need lessons. Yeah, and side, don't get me wrong. Side, I can't side, do it. So. Side, side, side. Kick, <laughs> side, side, side. Kick. Uh, I should also mention that um, Las Vegas Food and Wine is coming to the Palms. That is next weekend, Friday and Saturday. And I've got a little interview with them. I'm here with Nicole Canfield and Marcus O'Brien at The Palms. And we are here to talk about Las Vegas food and wine, which is coming up very soon here at The Palms. Uh, Chef, what can you tell me about this event? Oh, it's a great event. you got a bunch of chefs coming together uh, and a bunch of mixologists coming together at The Palms Casino. Uh, the events are running. We do have some sold-out events on the 4th and 5th. But then we go into a grand tasting at the Palms around the pool on the 6th and 7th. There's a whole collection of Palms and uh, local Las Vegas chefs, uh, around 45 different chefs. I mean, you have Strip Steak coming. you got Morimoto Restaurant here. Uh, you have Scotch 80 here. You have the giant bluefin tuna that's getting carved. And the list goes on and on. It's just an exciting time. That's the grand tasting around the 6th and 7th. And so that's one of those poolside events where we just get to go out and have a little bit of food from everybody, right? Yeah, correct. That's when all the chefs come together and do little bites, little tastings, a uh, little, uh, little drinking. You know, you get to specialty uh, little bourbons or whatever. Yeah, now we're talking about drinking. Nicole, I understand that that is your wheelhouse. So tell me, how are we going to be drinking at this event? Oh, we're going to be drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have some great uh, vendors here. Nicholas Fouillette is our main sponsor for this event. Um, we're also going to have Chateau Saint-Michel. Uh, Perrier Jouet is going to be there as well. And then some other brands uh, up and coming, tequilas, vodkas, bourbons. Um, we're going to have just a great selection of everything that we can taste. 
What about entertainment? You have anything on the bill? Any music? Any um, I don't know. Any bowling? What, what what do people do? It. What's cool these days? What do people do? So they're going to have uh, some acts by Cirque du Soleil wow. um, during the event, and they're going to be right in the middle of everything, and it's going to be a, a great show. Wow. Yeah, better than my ideas. Much better. <laughs> Very Vegas. Cool. So um, tickets are available now. Correct. They are available. You can go online. And and how much are they? General admission is $100, and that gets you access at 9 p.m. until 12 a.m. And then we have VIP tickets still available uh, for 150 and you get early access starting at 7.30 p.m. until 12 a.m. Okay, so 8 to 12 if I want to be VIP, 9 to 12 otherwise uh, if I want to do general admission. What about if I want to hang a little later? Anything going on into the evening or anything happening a little earlier? Yeah, we have some great perks for the ticketed attendees. We will be doing a free after party up at Ghost Bar. Um, And that will be right after the event. Um, Even if you want to go a little bit sooner, um, you can do that. And we will do some perks over at a gnome bar as well. Wow, 150, all this food. You're going to be pouring Perrier Joet and things of that nature. High-end spirits, good. That... I mean, that's what we were paying 10 years ago for events like this, and prices have gone up, so sounds like a hell of a deal. Oh, it's a great deal, I and mean, especially Scotch 80. We're serving A5 Wagyu at our booth, so you got to check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> and that is about it for this show. No, that is it for this show. Big thanks to Roy Elmar and everybody here at Fine Company for hosting us, and as well as to my friends at the Palms and at Hofbrau House. Thanks, Roy, for having us, man. It's been great being here. Thanks for being here. Cool. For Rich Johnson, Samantha Gemini Stevens, I'm Al Mancini. Stay hungry.